Good morning. Thanks for being you. Thanks for being you, church family. And uh, I love, I appreciate Pastor Matt's words a few minutes ago that uh, no matter what you're going through, Jesus is with you. So as you come to be a church family, as you gather together for worship on this Sunday morning, I hope you really, really know that, that God sees you and knows you. And uh, if you're like me, you need that reminder this morning. And you need his presence, and you need to walk with him. So, welcome. Good to see you. So we are in a series of messages we've entitled Kingdom Life, because Jesus is king. Everybody say amen. Amen. Jesus is king, and his kingdom is here. His kingdom, he said when he was here, his kingdom is at hand. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is unfolding and is increasingly a reality and will be completely fulfilled in the future. But Jesus is king, and his kingdom is at hand. And this series of messages we've called Kingdom Life because we want to learn to live kingdom lives. As God's people, as followers of Jesus, what does it look like for us to live a kingdom life? Because Jesus is king and his kingdom is at hand, what does it look like for us to live a kingdom life in the midst of our life and our circumstances, and our ups and our downs, and our pains and our struggles, and all that's going on. What does it look like to live a kingdom life as his followers? Grab your Bible and open to Matthew chapter 5, if you would. And uh, you can do that on your device as well, if you want. Love you to bring a Bible or a device with a Bible app and follow along as we hear from God's Word. So we'll be uh, starting here in just a minute in Matthew chapter 5 at verse 13. As we continue this series called Kingdom Life, which is through Matthews chapter 5, 6, and 7 in the weeks ahead, which is sometimes called the Sermon on the Mount, this incredible section of Jesus' teaching where we hear what he teaches, what he expects, and what he enables us, enables us to obey. So as you're getting there to Matthew chapter 5, let me just say this, um, Kingdom Life Church family, kingdom life is not just about cruising through life at the path of least resistance. Our default tendency, if we're honest, would be the path of least resistance. It would be convenience. It would be things being smooth and going the way we want. But a life submitted to Jesus, a kingdom life, is living out the ways of Jesus in in the midst of our circumstances. A life submitted to Jesus, a kingdom life, is living out the ways of Jesus, what he wants from us, what his teachings call us to. It's about, as we're going to see in today's passage, a kingdom life is a refreshing influence to the world around us, a needed, helpful influence to the world around us. That's a kingdom life, as we'll see it today. So let me read here um, a verse from chapter 5, starting at verse 13. You... People of God, God's people, followers of Jesus, you, Jesus, this is Jesus speaking, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet.
right. Anyone ever had the fun opportunity to be a soup taster while it's on the stove? Or not just a soup taster, anything, anything. What's, what's cooking for dinner? Whoever's cooking dinner, anybody ever had an opportunity to be the taster? Yeah, so the soup's on, and you taste the soup. And you taste the soup, and, and you know, you love it. Compliments to the chef. You have to make sure not to hurt feelings. No, I'm just kidding. But, but it needs a little something, right? Sometimes we've tasted something, and we go, okay, it's, you know, I like it. Mm, it needs a little something. What does it need? It needs more flavor in some fashion. It, uh, it could use a little extra. So, so naturally, what I should do then is take the soup to the sink and pour a bunch of water in it, right? That's my next step. Dilute it, you know, that'll help, I'm sure, right? No, that's not what we do. Of course, you know where we're going with this. What do we need? We need salt. We need something to be helpful, to be bold, to be flavorful. And so we get out the salt. And, and that's what salt is meant to do when you add it to things or whatever seasoning that you go looking for. It's meant to be helpful. It's meant to be bold and, and bring about something better, be useful. And so, of course, in the scriptures here in our passage, as we think about you, the followers of Jesus, that, are to, that Jesus wants to be salt, what does that mean? Well, as salt is beneficial in different ways, as it provides seasoning and preservation, then what does that mean for us? As followers of Jesus, we are to be helpful. Seasoning that is good and needed and useful to the world around us. That's, that's what, this, uh, what Jesus is speaking here. Let's keep reading. Verse 14. You are, Jesus continues speaking, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light. To all who are in the house. Elsewhere in the scriptures, the, the Bible refers to Jesus as the light of the world. That he, uh, that, that, uh, that he is the light come into darkness. That he brings the way, the truth, and the life. And yet here in other places in scripture, we also see that we as people, his followers, are to be light. Visible. We are... are used by God to be visible light, representatives of him, to bring his loving kindness, his light into the world. We, his people, are to be visible to those who need him. So, uh, you know, what, what, think of situations where you need light. Okay, you wake up in the middle of the night, and the power's out. And you know how it's pitch black when the power's out? Even living in town, when you get out of bed, you know, there's still some light somewhere, you know. But man, not when the power's out. It's pitch black. So you wake up, the power's out, it's pitch black. You need to find your way over, you know, to somewhere. You need to get a clear path out of the room. So what's going to be useful? Maybe here, let me help you out. I'll throw Legos on the floor. Is that what you're needing is an obstacle now? It's dark, and I'm here. Let me, let me add an obstacle. Let me make it more difficult for you to find your way. 
No, of course not. We need light. We need to go find a candle. We need to go find a flashlight. We need to bring light into the darkness. In our world, followers of Jesus, we are to be light. Light stands out. It brings help. It's helpful. It's needed. It's good. And light uh, stands out, and, and in that way it's helpful. And we can't stand out. We can't, so here we are to be light. Here we are, to be light. And as the passage just gives us the picture, we're not going to be useful. We're not going to be very good light to the path under a basket. Now, that's my hat, but use your imagination. Under a basket. So we've got salt over there. We, church, are salt. We, church family followers of Jesus, are light. And we're learning together how to live kingdom lives. And kingdom lives is more than speaking Christianese. It's more than attending church. Kingdom life is radical submission to the authority of King Jesus in our lives. The radical submission to him as king such that we obediently live out his ways to the world. So we... As we say so often, church is not a time frame, 1015. It's not a place. This building church is not an event that we check off and say, done for the week. Church is a gathering of God's people. Church is God's people together on his mission into the world. And so uh, does our world need God? Is our world, our culture swirling with difficult topics? Is our, is, our, is our family and our church family and our community struggling with pains and suffering and trials in different ways? Yes? Then how do we respond? How do our actions and words in our spheres of influence, what, what effect does that have? As you interact in your spheres of influence, as you are out in our community, as you are out with family or with community or coworkers or fellow students, what, in, what, what effect do we, his people, have on others? Do our interactions cause people to consider Jesus or, or reject the good news of Jesus? Do we dilute? Do we pour water in and dilute the soup? Are we unsalty salt with our arguing and our need to be right and are shouting other, other opinions down and causing polarization, being blunt and condescending? Are, are we unsalty salt? Are we a dimmed light, a light under a basket? Or, by the grace of God, here's the other option. The other option would be to, by the grace of God, let him do the work in our lives Submit ourselves to King Jesus so that we can live out his ways by the grace of God. Don't despair about the difficulties that are out there, the trials that you face, the pains that you encounter in your spheres, in your spheres of influence and the people around you, all the difficult topics and controversial issues and all the things that need to be, that are swirling around us. Don't despair. Submit ourselves to God. And wherever we go, whatever we do, 
Wherever we are, whether we're at work, school, in our neighborhood, whether we're interacting with people online, we have an opportunity with God's gracious empowering us to be salt and light, to be helpful, to be useful, to be encouraging, to bring flavor, to bring benefit, to add something fun, to add something useful. We have that opportunity as, as God's people, as we follow Jesus and, and learn to be salt and light. Here's the salt over here. What's the salt represent? Us, followers of Jesus, you are to be salt, right? So far, so good. Here's the salt over here on this table. How's it, how's it doing helping out the soup right now? Oh, it's not helping out the soup yet? I, I thought the soup needed a little something, so I got out the salt. Done, right? Oh, the, I know I'm being silly, but play along here. The salt needs to come over and be in the soup. If we don't know about the soup, the salt doesn't, we don't know whether the, what salt is needed or how much is needed or what it can be useful for. If, we don't, if we're not familiar with the soup, if we don't understand what's happening in the world around us and we don't bring the salt to it in an appropriate, useful, helpful way, has it done any good? So there, I'll put the soup in the, I mean, I'll put the salt in the soup. There you go. If we don't have a clue about what the soup needs, um, then, then, then we, need to get, we need to get out there. If we followers of Jesus don't know what our, what our culture is going through, what the needs of people are around us, we need to get out there. How's this light doing? Is it bringing light to you? No. Do you see it? So, so, but, I, but, you know, but Jesus said you are to be the light, so, so I turned on the light, so we're good, right? Okay, I mean, you know, I'm doing the obvious here, but the picture helps, doesn't it? Followers of Jesus, you are a light. The light needs to come out from under the basket. Perhaps at times the light needs to come out from these four walls. And into the world that is swirling with difficulty and pain and in need of Jesus. The light penetrates the darkness. The light goes into the world for the sake of the world. So here's the deal. You're used to 30 more minutes of me. And then you're used to singing worship songs after that. And then you're worse, used to hanging out with each other for sometimes 10, 15, 20, 30. Some of you I have to kick out after like an hour. I don't actually kick you out, but it's, you know. So, so but get this. In about three minutes from now, we're done with our time together in this room for the morning. And we're being sent out on a field trip, on a learning exercise, on a mission. And I want it to be something that sticks in your mind. So let me explain it to you a little bit. You're going to get some instructions. I'm going to pray for you. I have a couple parting comments. But we're going to wrap this up. 
And, and when you're used to being, you've already, you've already said it to, it to yourself. You've already set aside. You've already committed to about another hour. You don't have plans. You've already, you've already said to yourself, I've, I'm going to be at church until lunch. So we're still going to use that time. It's just not going to be in this room. Now, watch out. Some of you just went, I'm hungry. I'm going to have lunch a little earlier than I thought. Some of you can't help but think of the property that you have and the endless to-do list of chores that just got bumped up an hour so you can get done earlier. Some of you just thought, whatever Derek just said, I'm pretty sure it makes me uncomfortable, so I'm checking out. Okay, now hang in there on that last comment, because I don't think what I'm going to ask you to do is that uncomfortable, okay? So bear with me for a minute here. You already were planning at least another hour, um, so let's go over how we're going to spend this time together. Uh, on your way out, not right now, but on your way out, uh, we'll have Pastor Ed or some ushers or a couple people at the doors and they're going to give you a handout, and the handout is going to help you. That way, when you leave the room and you don't remember what I said, or you start to panic and you go, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, hey, just pull out the sheet, okay? It's got little hints. It's got little tips. It's not a, it's not a you must do everything. It's a here's some of the ways you might want to spend your time, okay? On here are some examples of where you might go. Oh, by the way, um, this can be a solo exercise. It can be just you. It can be you and, and whoever you're with, family or whatever. It can be uh, definitely those families with kids. Include your kids in these conversations and in these prayers and in the places you go. Uh, if you don't want it to be a solo exercise, see if there's someone uh, that you know, a friend or someone in your life group that, that wants to join you. Um, but you can take this handout as you leave. And on here are some examples of where to go. I want you to spend the next hour somewhere where you are other parts of the week. It could be your neighborhood. You could walk or drive through your neighborhood. You could go to your workplace, even if your workplace is empty. Your school, even if your school is empty currently, uh, students, where you go. You could go to hang, places you hang out and enjoy being. Where, where is somewhere in our community that you spend time other times of the week? And, and we want to go there. And we just want to put ourselves at God's feet. We just want to make ourselves available. God, what do you want to show me? How can I have your eyes for, your for the people of our community? How can I see things in a new way? How can I observe? How can I reflect on my life as a Christian and, and, and the many who don't yet know Jesus? Um, so this, this handout has examples of where you might go. It has some examples of the kinds of things you might pray, open your mind, open your heart to pray some of these things, uh, but this will help you. Now, this part, this part of the instructions kills me. Part of this assignment, part of this field trip, part of this learning exercise means you can't stay here. Oh, that kills me to say. Because you know that if this is your church family, that one of my favorite parts of being a church family is staying after our worship time and, and hugging and connecting and praying for each other and checking in on life. But church family, for once, uh, hopefully ever, you can't stay. You got to go. Because, because the salt wasn't doing any good over here, remember? 
And the light wasn't doing any good under the basket. We need to physically do something this morning to impress upon ourselves the fact that what God has called us is to be salt into the world, to be light into darkness. So connecting as a family and having church family and fellowship with other Christians is absolutely important, and that is absolutely part of why we exist, is to help you have church family. But in terms of staying afterward today, not today. <laughs> okay? Um, and here's the thing. Here's where maybe some of you got nervous. What do I have to do when I'm out there? I'm not saying you have to be the best salt that's ever invented in the next hour. I'm not saying that you have to be the most brightest light ever, that I'm going to tell the whole story of the Bible to everyone I come across, and I'm going to you know, bear my soul and all my sins. I didn't give you any of that assignment. The assignment is simply to go into the world. Jesus, as the Father sent Jesus into the world, Jesus sends us into the world. Salt and light can't be helpful, useful, beneficial unless it's in the world. And of course, doing this for an hour on Sunday isn't to just do this for an hour on Sunday. It's to impress upon us the need to think of ourselves this way all the time. Every day of the week, in everything we do, in every place we go, in every relationship we have, to see ourselves as empowered by God, empowered and enabled by God's gracious work in us, empowered and enabled to live for him. And so the homework really is just to, just to go out to observe, to reflect, to pray, to see people, to ask God to, to give you his heart for what our, what our church family can continue to do to be salt and light in our community. Tracking with me? Okay, let me pray for you, and then I've got a, one parting comment, or a couple parting comments. Father in heaven, we are so thankful for the gospel good news of Jesus. We are so so tremendously thankful that, God, you made a way to rescue sinners, that you did not leave us stuck in our sin and our rebellion against you. But, God, we thank you that you are a God who, while we were yet sinners, sent your Son to die and to be raised to life. And we, too, want to die to ourselves and be raised to the new life that you have for us. God, we thank you for the cross, for the willing sacrifice of Jesus to rescue us from our sin and to forgive us and to make us right with you. So God, I pray that as we uh, entrust ourselves to Jesus, that you would continue to, um, that your grace would be sufficient for us. That we would remember that in this world we will have trouble, but you overcame the world. You are with us. Father, we thank you for Jesus, our living hope. He is alive and well and at the right hand of God, ruling and reigning over the kingdom of God. Help us to live kingdom lives. Help our kingdom lives to be increasingly that of, of, of watchers and observers and listeners and those who care and are moved and are compassionate toward the needs of those around us. God, would your work in our lives and would you shaping kingdom lives in us mean an increasing awareness of the needs of others, an increasing desire to, to put, set ourselves aside and put the needs of others ahead of our own? God, would you show us this morning what you mean by salt and light? 
Would you convict us where we have not been helpful influence, where we have not been beneficial to others in our interactions and words? And instead, God, teach us to be salt and light that is good and needed and from you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Next week, we are thanking Pastor Ed and Connie and celebrating uh, Pastor Ed's retirement. So don't miss it and plan to stay for lunch afterward. And make sure, like Pastor Jake already told you, to check that info sheet you got on the way in for ways that you can participate in that celebration for Pastor Ed. And here's where I want to leave you. Faith Church exists to help people find and follow Jesus. So if you are a follower of Jesus, you are walking with him. He lives within you. He is enabling you. And now as you grow in Jesus, part of following Jesus is helping others to find Jesus. And so we want to ask God to help us be salt and light. The last verse that we are going to read this morning, that passage continues and says, Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works. And what's what's the result we want? As God empowers you to go into our community and see and learn how to be salt and light, why? What does God want? Listen to this. Let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and so that they may give glory to your Father who is in heaven. May everything that you do and say, may all that you are in your areas of influence and as you are sent into the community right now, be for the glory of God. Go. No, no, seriously. Go. You are loved.